Anthony's new book is out, Unstuck, a life manual on how to be more creative, overcome your obstacles, and get shit done. Check out anthonymindel.com slash unstuck to sign up for updates, promotions, and get your copy of Unstuck today. Hi, everyone. I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast about acting, art, and life, and that tricky little thing we're all after but rarely find ourselves in, the moment. In this series, I talk to all kinds of creatives and friends about the joys and the ah, heartache and challenges of acting, writing, producing, and getting out of our own ways to be the creative channels we all are. For more information, go to anthonymile.com, and you can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Okay, I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to part two of Ask Anthony, where Anthony answers your questions. Interviewed by actress Angel Prater, the two finish their conversation with Anthony's thoughts on the trap of character analysis, how ageism, AI, and filters are affecting Hollywood, and the truth behind making your own work. Let's see. Um, can you share more details on your creative process, how you approach a project, analyze a role, character, etc.? Oh, wow. Well, I don't think you can analyze too much. I mean, this is, again, tricky. Analysis paralysis. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Guys, here's one. the thing. How much... I have been in analysis. We're going to use that word. I've gone to therapy many times. I've done a lot of therapeutic modalities in my life Mm -hmm. to figure myself out, to learn more about myself, to uh, identify more with the supernal, the infinite, the divine, whatever. I think think at some point you have to transcend the linearity of, of learning. You know, creativity and human beings don't, they're not linear yeah (laughs) and and i think the thing we have to keep remembering is the creative process looks like a rubik's cube yeah or like like, i'm trying to think like a ball of rubber bands around like kind of stuff or i was thinking like a bag of shit because it's not (laughs) (laughs) it's like a bag of hot steaming shit sometimes it feels really great then time it falls apart (laughs) it's like relationship it's all the same it all some of it is beautiful and wonderful and some of it is like why am I doing this I don't want to do it yeah you know and so and that we forget like we again we we were fed these I don't know sound bites that it's all like zippity doo dah. it's all like really great all the time it's not it's it, creativity is it's it's a chrysalis when the moth is or the caterpillar is transforming into the butterfly. Oh my God, I used that metaphor yesterday with my friend. That is it. It's a chrysalis. It's like a birth canal. It's a birthing experience. It's hard. Yeah. So that's one way of thinking about it. But this whole thing about, what does he say there about? Creative process. Yeah, but what is he saying about how do you uh, analyze your character? Here's the thing. The thing about analysis is I think all the information generally is already there in the page. Mm -hmm. If it's not, you make it up. If it's not, you ask the playwright. If it's not, nobody else needs to know about it because the things that we need to know are already covered in the two hours of that movie we saw or the play you're reading. And so actors, I think, they're trying to get answers to things that, to me, the questions stimulate a much much more exciting exploration than Mm. this guy is like this and it looks like that. It doesn't look like anything, just like our own lives. How much do we know about our own lives? Now, I know a lot about my own life, but there's also so many aspects of my life I don't know fuck all about. It's endless. That's right. So why are we constantly scrambling to, it's, again, it's this perfection, it's control, I think. Yeah. Now, again, it's, it's it's a fine line of, 
you know, David Mamet goes on the other extreme and I posted a lot of stuff about, you know, a lot of writers and actors and directors say similar things, right? Like he, David Mamet is like, a lot of times people, actors spend time trying to analyze stuff because they, they'd rather do that than just get up and try. Yeah. Risk it. You may not know the answer, but, but, but doing it shows you something. It's like, I think the last point I want to make about this, about creativity, is we try to get in front of creativity to figure it out before it's fully fleshed out. And that's not, you can't do that. Yeah. That's like, you can't have a spiritual life without walking a spiritual path. If you try to figure it out before you get on the path, you're never going to get on the path. Yeah, I'm always listening to all kinds of things, but there was one that's talking about this and how preparation can be procrastination a lot. And, oh, that's you know, good. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm going to start writing this script. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I have to finish all these books, researching all these things first. And we like to find all these ways to prepare because it makes us feel like we're doing the thing that we're actually resisting because we're like, oh, I don't know, for whatever reason, like I'm not worthy enough. I'm not this. I'm not ready. But it's like, you just have to start. Or the right way. There's yeah. a right way of doing it. I think the one beautiful thing about creativity nowadays that's opened up, but it's always been this way. If you think about it, who said there has to be a five-act structure? Who says there yeah. has to be a three-act in a movie script? Who, who made up all these rules? Yeah. And if you actually, if you think about it, that's only just like a modern phenomenon. Before the last hundred years, what, what did creativity look like? What did Greek tragedy look like? What did, what yeah. a, what did a dance performance piece look like in the 1200s? I don't know. Like we're just doing like, it. Just do <laughs> Do it. Don't just create something truthful to yourself. Mm -hmm. And if it's truthful to you, I'm always saying, at least one other person is going to get it. Because if it's truthful to you, you are part of the universal. So the universal will respond to that which you are truthful. And then the work of the artist is to be more truthful. The reason why people don't respond to something is because it lacks a component of truth. That's it. It doesn't speak to us at a very spiritual, human, primal, animalistic, spiritual, all those things are together, level. Yeah. So that's my thought about creativity. It's great. I mean, I think that's... A bag of shit. It's all just a bag of shit. That's the process. That's analyzing. I mean, that's part of it. Don't get too, too, yeah, don't worry if it's stinky poo. Thanks, you guys, for your questions. Yes, we appreciate it. Yeah. Ask Tony. So some things that we've talked about, I don't know why for some reason I want to talk about this one first, this idea of looking maybe too Hollywood to be a real person. Oh, this is really good. So thoughts on... Well, we were talking about this in casting, and this is a trick because we all want to look our best and we all want to be, again, this is like the freaking ageist society we're living in. And as I've gotten older, like we are all subject to the mass delusion and the mass insanity of culture. Mm -hmm. Ageism is just one example of it. I guess being in Hollywood and how somebody who is 55 is trying to look 25. Now, I'm not judging anyone because everybody is dealing with their own, all the stuff we talk about, right? Their own history, their own narratives, their own trauma, right? Their own pressures, whatever. But this kind of moving toward this, how shall I say, cyborg look? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not judging it. I'm not. It's fine. But, but, But my point is, is... Where does that leave us as actors that are representing the totality of the human experience? I'm not saying do whatever you got to do to make yourself look good. But if you're supposed to be in your 60s and you have no lines, you have no crow's feet, you have no wrinkles. And it's a devastating role about somebody who's living, you know, 
in a part of the country where, or just, and it could be here in LA. They could be just living, you know, in poverty or living where they don't have money to yeah. Botox themselves every week. How does an actor translate the soul of what it means to be a human being in this body through a perfect cyborg face? Yeah, because then it's like, like we're saying, feeling connected, someone watching you. How does six-year-old in the Midwest who may have those look at you and say, oh, I feel that you're a representation of me. I see myself a representation. in you. That's it's right. Like, oh, I, mean, I don't feel that connection. And then you've lost it. Well, do you want to hear the scary part of it? Because I know we're going to talk about this, but this is to me where, what do you call them? These platforms, these streamers, these, what is like TikTok? These influencers? No, not influencers per se, but like the, 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 the tech that created oh. social media mm-hmm. platforms. To me, the code that has been developed is attuning us to that. And that to me is what's scary is so that the anomaly is going to be people who look like real human beings. Yeah. And as we keep moving toward AI, it's so bizarre to me. Like I saw actually yesterday on, on Instagram, I saw like it was so in a way it was sexist in a weird way, but also just AI, just grossness. It had, I'm just paraphrasing, but it was like Miss Universe contestants if if they were AI, something like that. And it was these really bizarre, oh, like clone Miss USA literally was like a cyborg. Oh, wow. Looked like she was from Texas. But AI version of it. Yeah. Miss Germany had like... Oh, everyone's doing like the AI version had like, of themselves. What do you call them? Pigtails. Like she looked like Heidi with a beer stunt. It was creepy. My point is, is we're becoming attuned to that look. We're yeah. becoming so susceptible. And that's what these GD platforms want us to do. We're migrating toward something that's artificial yeah i actually have never thought about that of this idea of because there's so many filters on between snapchat instagram tiktok and it's like if everyone is looking at themselves and other people through these filters that were created by the ai it's It's like not real now we're desensitized to them being weird because 10 years ago we may have seen one of these filters and been like that is so much and now we're like oh this is what a normal face looks like so then when you see cyborg faces then it's like Yep, that's what I look like because we're completely like our sense of reality now is so skewed because we're like, my face is this filter because it makes me feel better about myself. This other person looks better with the filter. And now this person looks like me too. And it's like, none of it's real. This is a valid point. Never Angel. thought about I don't, that. Yeah, yeah. Everything that I'm saying, I'm also aware of my own hypocrisy and the complicatedness of it. Like, you know, if Jen and I take a photo, I might be like, Jen, filter that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get it. But there's also something completely wrong about that. That, that It's also self-hating. It's also mm-hmm. self-erasing who we are and how we look. Yeah. It, not even just age, skin color and, and blemishes yeah. and, and, and body type. Oh God, that, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Body dysmorphia. everything Right? Out. Let's just just smooth out the rough edges. It's bizarro because something looks a little bit more photogenic or uh, editorial. Yeah. It's weird. But it's also so, like smoothing out those edges. Then like, it's like, well, what does that mean for the rest of society? This is again, this is what, can we go on to one of the other questions? This is to me the AIing of our lives Yeah. where you guys, I think if we're not careful and if we are, are not engaging in a cohort that keeps us responsible, it's also going to be streamers. Ah, this makes me so upset. It's heartbreaking. Where they are not wanting to see movies about real things. Yeah. This is also part of the thing. When I post something about climate, 
I don't even really post stuff about it anymore because it, it makes me so sad because I get no likes. <laughs> and I don't know, I'm not doing it for likes. I'm doing it to raise awareness about yeah. it. But it gets buried. The algorithm buries it. Yeah. And so the thing is, is these apps want the picture, the representation of life to look again like a perfect photographic yeah. representation of life. Yeah, this utopia. But that, it's right. Mm-hmm. But that is so dangerous oh. because it's making us look away from the things that we have to address. Yeah. Like the Wizard of Oz, they're like, oh, look at here, look at all of this, and it's like, but what's behind the curtain? That's right. Like, don't what's worry about behind it. the curtain. Don't worry about what it. Keep is... the filter on. That's right. That's scary to me. They're like, no, remove the filter. I had coffee with a client the other day, and he was asking about as we've been fighting with the streamers and AI, right? That's something that the writers and we're all concerned about, and it's a real concern. A lot of times in talk with artists, I hear. Well, Tony, certainly as human beings and as artists, we're all going to want artistic stories. So yes, AI may continue to infringe upon the business because it already is. It's already, that is yeah. already out. It's, it's, and or it's there. It's yeah. going to only magnify. But, you know, I, I always get, well, sure, we're going we're gonna to want to connect to artists. And here's my thing. This is not a nihilistic view. This is just what I kind of think is happening. Mm-hmm. A, we're in our own little bubble, y'all. Artists, people who are listening to this, we are not the majority. (laughs) No, as much as we like to think we are. And I've done my own social research because I travel all over the world and I'm on, I take public transportation all the time because I'm not a diva. And I also (laughs) just love to be out in the world. So when I'm on the tube in London or I'm I'm in a bus in India or wherever, and I watch people watching content, where do they watch it? On their phone. Yeah. And they're watching it in a way that's filling their time from point A to point B. It's constantly disrupted. Mm -hmm. So there's not a huge commitment in the quality or the artisticness of it. Something. Aha. It's a distraction. So that's my first thing. And the second thing is what I just talked about is we are already becoming attuned to that Mm -hmm. which is AI driven. That myself, I sometimes stop when I see something that looks aesthetically like it wants me to look. Yeah. But but that to me is where we're in big trouble. That we're, I think we have this utopian ideal that there's always going to be artists wanting to tell artistic stories. And I guess there will be. But I think we're selling short that the streamers and big corporations are going to be making con that's going to be the exception to the rule. Because yeah. most people, most people who digest content don't give up. Yeah, if you think about the actual audience, uh-huh. like we're sitting here in Hollywood and we're like, we care we're, about films yes, and what's going to whatever artistically festival. Privileged. But like, most people, the audience, the millions, the masses are just streaming, 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 streaming. That's right. And so then when you think about that, you're like, oh, it's this content. is a bigger battle. It's this just, is that's right. So I think Frances, uh, one of the teachers here at the school, she sent me an AI generated trailer for a movie mm-hmm. that they made in like seven hours. And, I'm not into those kind of movies. It was like, it looked like Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings, but don't get me wrong. But it, it was like, it was like, like fantasy? creatures, fantasy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was that meets like action stuff, right? Yeah. And I watched it and I was like, oh, okay, that's it's what it is. It's a tra- it looked It literally looked like a movie that was going to be coming yeah. out. Someone in just gave me an app two to weeks. create them. Yes. But here's the thing. I decided to look at the comments and the comments were so horrifying and scary because everybody was like, oh my God, I can't wait to see this. When is this coming out? I'm going to pay. I cannot. So uh, that's that proves my point. We're already past the pale of it. Yeah. So then what do we do? We keep making art 
and it might just be making art for a party of one. Well, and I am not trying to depress anybody on here. Here's the other thing. New, new places to create art will come out of it. Yeah. But if we're looking for streamers or corporations to be the leading edge of like making amazing art pieces, there will always be great art. But I don't think that that's their agenda. I always say it's an outlier, the fact that they that, that Netflix makes something that's like incredibly artistic and changes your life. Mm-hmm. Actually, they're not always even doing it. They're buying yeah. product that is maybe of like really intensely beautiful or artistic merit, right? Yeah. Their job is to just create content. Yeah. And that's what a corporation does. So I think we I think we overestimate we forget it's a business. Yeah. I forget it's a business. It's show business. It's show like you business, you guys. It's like selling a widget. Yeah. It's selling a widget. The widget doesn't have to be all that exciting. But again, that comes back to the point of like being like, why are you doing this? Does this bring you fulfillment, joy? Do you have a purpose for telling these stories? So then you have something to hold on to when the world is crumbling into content central. You're like, oh, but I still want to tell these stories because that's what makes me feel fulfilled. And I want, even if it's one person, to see this story and feel like, oh, I actually feel understood and like I can do X, Y, and Z. It's like that's important to me. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, if you don't have a purpose or a why to this, it's like it's going to get real, real dark or it can get real dark. Yeah. Well, we'll see, you know, they have these new negotiations with the the writers for streamers. Like, I don't know. I really feel like AI is already out of the bag. So we're just kicking the can down the road a little bit. But again, I'm I'm an optimist. I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to create new ways of, uh, which we will. That's what artists have always done. Yeah. You know? Speaking of creating content. Yes. I want to talk about this idea that everyone, you know, we're always like, be multi-hyphenate. Like, oh, if you yes. don't wait for something to come, do you, like, make something? <clears throat> yes, I, I But get, everyone yeah. talks about making it, but then what about the challenges that come after that? Yeah, it's a great question. I think I talked about that in a class recently, but also maybe we won't call it creating content. We're just creating, you know, like our art, our yeah. story, our work, mm-hmm. right? So I think a lot of times people get told that because it's an easy answer. It's just like same thing when you go to a new agency and they're like, you got to get new headshots. Yeah. I mean, there is the <laughs> thing. <laughs> you, yeah, right. You're like, I've heard that a thousand times because I've been to five different agencies. Yeah. They all tell, I get it. It's, you know, repackaging you, coming up with a new way. And when people tell you that, if you're not, if you're not, if you just want to act, then act and keep creating community and keep finding peers who will write things for you. That's the best way so that you don't have to take on all the responsibilities of putting on something. Right. But if you, but if you, you do feel like, okay, I want to go shoot this thing or put up this piece is your question about what happens after we've done it. Um, once you decide, okay, I'm going to do it because I think again, it's kind of the idea of things and the smoke and mirrors of, I'm just going to go make a short film or make it this. Uh, And it's like, that's one step of bravery and action, but it's like, you have to take so many more after the fact and stay committed to that idea. Like no one talks about how challenging or how, you know, you have to find everyone to make it happen. They're just like, go make something, make it your own. But it's like, again, then and you that, don't feel valid and you feel like you've failed because you only hear the story of people being like, go make something. And you're like, well, but this is really hard and no one tells me how hard it is. Well, you just said it, Angel. I mean, I always quote the Duplass brothers because years ago, and I think one of his quotes is going around on, on the gram right now. Like he said, you know, when he broke through, he he said, oh, you know, his agents were setting him up with all these meetings in Hollywood, all the biggest meetings. And he thought all that was going to translate into his next thing. And then he realized 
and he thought that they were the answer. They were the cavalry. And I love this saying. He's like, the cavalry's not coming. It's yeah. not coming for you. I, I translate it to, there is no cinema Jesus. Jesus <laughs> in the form of, you know, making your movie or financing it is not coming. You've got to find a way to keep doing your own work. Create your own, be your own cinema Jesus. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't people out there that aren't going to help assist you and aid you. That's the amazing can do quality of coming together. I call you up and I'll be like, let's go do something. And we're like, yeah. And then you just have to like roll up your sleeves and get busy with it and not beat yourself up when you realize, okay, this is going to take a lot longer than I thought. Yeah. And it's okay if it does. It's okay if it does. It's okay if it doesn't. That's also part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you're on your journey of your filmmaking, we know that it's, yeah, it's always another it's a challenge. Big challenge. It's a big challenge, especially we've, filmed we're filming everything internationally like we film in greece then we film in india now we're going to canada then we're filming in taiwan (laughs) and then in cape town it's uh, it's when i look back uh, i mean i'm still in it but i'm thinking what am i doing but it's also the experience of it has Mm -hmm. been incredible culturally and you're called to do it and so you're like what am i doing finding a way and you have to find a way like you know like a cinema Jesus did appear, but the cinema Jesus appeared. <laughs> I love her so much because, but, but I kind of had to take that first step. I shot the first thing and I found a way to self-fund it. And, you know, by doing that, I then presented it to people and people really responded. And then that's how, like, I think that's the point about your earlier question is you have to, you have to find a way of sharing what it is you want to share about yourself and your work. Yeah. And people will respond to it. It just takes a while. That's the part where you can't give up if you're doing the long haul. Yeah. The short path is the long haul. Yes. The shortcut is the long path. So Cinema Jesus will appear if you show faith in yourself. <laughs> That's right. And you the keep story. doing it. Yeah. And and or maybe not faith. I had so many doubts. I didn't want to, I was like when I was doing screenings of it, I was like, should I keep doing this? And everyone's like, Yes, you need to keep doing well, this. Well, the action is a form of faith. One True. foot in front ah, of the other beautiful. without knowing the outcome you're or right. what direction, that is faith. Yeah. Faith is the substance of a thing hoped for and evidence of that which hasn't yet appeared. That's biblical. I'm not a biblical kind of guy, but I do love that quote. Cinema Jesus brought it out of us. (laughs) He's here. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice and hopefully book the fucking job. Enjoying In The Moment? Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us at Anthony Mindel and at AMAW Studios, plus all the worldwide accounts near you for updates. Last question. Last question. This is for me. Because I think we talk about auditions stuff so much that I want to take it a step further and just things to remember when you move on to like, callbacks or producer sessions or chemistry reads like great audition went great but like I think a lot of times we're like okay I did it now what and I think then we start to spiral out a little bit of like do I change this do I not do I dig Ah, like where uh and sometimes you go off the rails got it you just go in and you you listen you can't the thing about actors is you can recreate your work because it's kind of like it's sense memory like you know how to do it it's like riding a bike so you have to trust that when you're getting a callback you've gone a number of times and you're doing it again the the broad Base notes, the like, the 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 fine lines of what you've already created are already there. You just got to trust that the, the the energetic baseline of what you've created that has gotten you this far is working. Don't mess with that. 
Go in and play ball. And also know that different people are seeing it. So they're seeing it new for the first time. Yeah, so if you change everything, you're like, No, 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 you don't change it. But but again, but now here's the crazy thing, though, but not really. Mm. You don't try to go changing something, but you are open to the most powerful gift we all have, which is the moment and another person giving us something that takes us into an opening of something we didn't prepare, we didn't plan, we didn't expect. And you go with that. That's the X factor. That's the, isn't there a TV show called the X factor? Don't they want to see the X factor? Like (laughs) that's the thing. That's alchemy. That's the magic that we're looking for in cinema. That's cinema Jesus. That is the (laughs) light. (laughs) That is the energy. That is savior. That's saving your ass. But most actors, I didn't rehearse that. I didn't play it. The line didn't come out that way. You actually pray for the mistake. And then you go for shit. I'm always saying, because I got asked this all the time, what does it mean when casting directors say, make a strong choice, make a strong choice? Last year in class, I said that what they mean when they say, make a strong choice is Give yourself permission to do it the way you uniquely, singularly, divinely do it. Give yourself the permission. And your permission is different than hers, than his. And then when you do that, the director is going to see something interesting about you and then is going to give an adjustment. And that's when the pedal hits the metal. Then you got to be able to take the adjustment. And an adjustment means in addition to. It doesn't mean throw away. Yeah. All of what you've done that have gotten you where you are, it just means, oh, I'm also adding a little bit of salt and pepper to (laughs) the stew. Just a little spice. I'm just adding a little bit more something to this thing that I'm already presenting. Yeah. Does that help, listeners? It does. I feel like I I wish it was a call in. You're like, like Howard so Stern. Tony, yeah, Tony, what, what do you mean by that, through? Tony? Why did we go all like <laughs> yeah. New York on the floor of the store? I have my like, I have the cord and I'm like, I don't never even use this <laughs> automatically. I was going like this with like my light long pressed on nails. I'm like, what? Oh man. You can tell I like want to be her. Okay. All right. It's time for our speed, speed round. round. You're ding, on the ding, other ding, end ding. now. I should have a bell. <laughs> I know. I would love it. I love bells. As you know. Yeah. I have... <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, is that me There's or you? Sorry. AI. Hello, you're on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, nope. See, AI and is scene. scared of the human experience. Yeah, exactly. All right, speed round. First question, what is your favorite movie of the year? Oh, I thought you were going to say of all time. Of the mm-hmm. year, of the year, of the year. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Um, um, oh, wait. Have like a... uh, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I love Barbie, but that seems so obvious. Yeah, I haven't like... seen Oppenheimer yet. <gasps> I know. I know, but there's a... Come am... back to me on that. Wow. Of the year. I'm a little... That seems so, like, obvious that I said Barbie. But, like... But I like Barbie. I mean, hey. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie the soundtrack world. really did it for everyone, so, hey, that's fair. Okay, favorite movie of all time. I'll give you that. I mean, that's hard. Can I give you, like... Three of my top movies? Yes. This will be shocking to people because I'm not a horror buff. You're not? But four of my favorite movies, and I, don't, I never think of them as horror, but I guess they are. No, I, I, I'm not. No. Alien. Okay. The original Alien with okay. Sigourney Weaver because space, there. deep space. Aliens. So you just are into <laughs> yes, Aliens. Yes. The franchise. <laughs> no, it, no, I just, Sigourney so Weaver, she was on the cover of Time Magazine in 1986. I was in, I was 16 when that movie came out. I had her on my like bedroom wall. I was You're obsessed. Like she was like a heroine to me. I just was, and that movie was, it yeah, was I mean, incredible. She's... She was incredible. It, it was ahead of its time in a way, right? Yeah. I love Jaws. Okay. Just the I mean, filmmaking the aspect of it. Classic. 
These are all blockbusters. I don't know what that says about me. And another kind of blockbuster, this is weird, Francis Ford Coppola's Peggy Sue Got Married with I Kathleen know. Turner I haven't seen and that. Nicolas Cage. Okay, apparently I need to go watch it then. Uh, you should watch it. They go back in time to read, if they could go back in time to relive their high school because oh. uh, Kathleen Turner and Nicolas Cage were high school sweethearts. It's really a nostal- beautiful nostalgic piece. So, I mean, I love so many movies. We can, you know, but... Well, those are top top four of okay, all time. Yes, but watch I would them. change. If you ask me tomorrow, I would change, but... Okay. All right. Who's your Hollywood crush? <laughs> yeah, doesn't feel so good on the other side, huh? <laughs> Sigourney Weaver? I mean, um, Hollywood crush. Can I not? Is that like a crutch? Um, I love Margot Robbie. Okay. Um, everyone. Is that obvious? But, and I love Ryan Gosling as well. I'm trying to think, like, what well, do reason, we think though? Hollywood crush when I ask people that? This is good. When I'm asking people that, I don't mean it sexually. Like, maybe if I met that person, you know what? I met Jessica Chastain because I have a student who was in the production of um, Doll's House, mm-hmm. and I went to go see it in New York a few months ago. And then my my client brought me up on stage, and I got to meet <laughs> Jessica. Oh, wow. And then Liv Ullman was there. And if y'all don't know right. Liv Ullman, like Persona is one of my favorite movies. You should look that up. We have a whole movie up. list now. So Take I don't notes. know. Those were like, I got really nervous to meet Liv Ullman because, I mean... Jessica Chastain was so cool. Yeah. So it's just the energy, the talent. It can be anything. It's talent. I mean, some people, a Hollywood crush, if you're like, oh, I have a crush on them. But also like talent or the energy. Some people call it the sauce. Yeah. Is it weird to say I don't know Kim Kardashian, but I did watch a little bit of like a clip of her in American Horror Story. And I was like, I I kind of dig her because she is who she is. Yeah. Yeah. It works. Being undeniably yourself who, who is, she, is a it, very good attractor. I, I really responded to it. Yeah. I People know. do. They're like, you're not afraid People of People are like unsubscribing from my podcast <laughs> yeah, like, in droves. Kim, okay, Hollywood crush. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> the new headline. And <laughs> What's something you can't do without? Meditation. Okay. Do you do it in the morning or at night? Both. Oh. An hour in the morning, an hour at night. Okay, I'll ask my own questions because obviously is, Angel, this was from a previous one. Uh-huh. So these obviously, are all you the did questions. not listen to all the ending questions. How about? Oh well, you cut them short on the one that I listened. Oh to really? Today. I was yeah. like, this guest. I won't, I won't name who. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time for hearing what you think about acting. How would I define acting in one word? Mm-hmm. It's a blast. It's a blast. That's three words, but <laughs> blast. Blast. <laughs> It is. It's fun. If you're not having fun, I always say get out. What is something that AMAW taught you? <laughs> yeah, what What did AMAW teach you? I mean, oh my gosh. It's fun. It's supposed to be fun. Your best work is when you're having a blast. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. We get way too serious about all of it. I have something on my phone called Countdown. Ooh. And it shows you how much time you have left before you're going to depart. Oh, that, look, AI. <laughs> Is it AI? Here it is. Can we? My and now look, looking at a countdown of when you're gonna we, die. Angel, look, 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 Angel. Can you see? Yeah. Okay. You're Why did that flash off? Left. Why is it flashing off? That's really weird. <laughs> oh, no. So this is countdown. It basically tells you how many days you have left to live. Okay, but how does it know? Well, it puts in like because it knows because of your AI. It like please. It probably has all your biometrics. But my point is, well, is that's scary. so based on your age. No, it's very. What I'm talking about is we are the only species, I believe, that walks around knowing we haven't a finite amount of time, but we don't live it like we have a finite amount of time. Mm-hmm. We walk around with the denial that we're going to die. Yeah. That, or if you don't believe in death, that we're going to pass on or transition or move on to a next, you know, I hope I come back as a whale, something. Yeah. But my, my point is, is to me, 
when we stop having fun and we take life so seriously, and this is not to trivialize the challenges of life, it has been really challenging. And it's challenging for people in many different ways that we can't even walk their walk. However, I am always saying it moves so fast. And I am always trying to remember like the Hindu word is Maya or Leela, Mm -hmm. which is a play, which is remembering it's a play, remembering it isn't real at some level. Yeah. And 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 not taking especially if we have the good fortune to do what we want to be doing or attempting to do creating, acting, making art, just have fun. And and I think that that's that's something AMAW. I've always tried to teach from fun. I think I am fun. You are fun. I have a great time. I think we so laugh fun. a lot generally. I mean, yeah. things get stressful, but like I always try to keep, it's all going to work out. Yeah. So those were a couple other ones. And then what, what the last one is, what would I tell my younger self? It's all going to work out. Okay. Yeah. Now you can ask me the So final. now our final question I already of know the it. speed round. <laughs> Let's see if you get it right. All right. How would you describe love? Well, Angel, I would describe love as just this moment. <laughs> wrong <laughs> well I I couldn't find my word I would define love as just this moment right now yep. yeah I do I love you oh, and I, I love, love you Jen too. and you know thanks again both of you for creating a cool podcast I think it's inspired people and it's great to talk about things in a real way and we're always here to help people so that I couldn't have done it without you both so thank you all right that concludes the episode thanks thanks for listening to in the moment don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and follow us at Anthony Mindel and at AMAW Studios, plus all the worldwide accounts near you for more. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice, and hopefully book the fucking job. We oh my to... gosh, that was so good, you guys. I think um, it was good. That was really that was funny, funny at the end when you're You're a good moderator. Oh, great, thanks. <laughs>